For a reading of a psalm, let's turn again to Psalm 119 this morning. We'll not read the whole thing, but let's read another section of it. If you're ever stymied, wondering what you ought to read in the Bible, I highly recommend this 119th psalm. I don't care what section you look at. I don't care what verse in the section you start with. Just read it meditatively, carefully, thoughtfully. Put yourself into the psalmist's words. Make it a prayer to the Lord. Think upon it as to how it relates to the Scriptures. And delight in it. It's a wonderful chapter in the Bible. The uh, context is seldom needed for these individual statements about the Bible. So you can just latch onto one verse and delight in it. And I trust you will do so, and I exhort you to do so. I want to read a section very common in our congregation, very well known to all of you. It's verses 97 through 104, but given our topic for today and this particular moment, I want to read these eight verses. Let us all stand together for the reading of God's holy word. Psalm 119, verses 97 through 104 in unison. Together. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, For thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Very familiar words to us, and I know that. But I want us to think upon them again as we take up a subject for our two services today where we draw some distinctions and differences between us and another group of Baptists that are, in some ways are close to us. Do you love the law of God? Amen. Oh, how love I thy law. And I hope that you'll look for punctuation marks when you read the Word of God. This is not the only one in this 119th Psalm, but you'll look for that explanation exclamation mark there in that 97th verse where it is, you know, an ex, we're exclaiming that we love God's law. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. If you love his law, you'll be thinking on it all day. To meditate on something is to think upon it, is to consider it is to muse over it, is to remember it and look at all of its facets, to see how it applies to your life, to look at its intricacies, to meditate. 
It is my meditation all the day to think upon some aspect of God's Word. And there's so many aspects because the Word of God deals with every part of our lives. Now in the 98th through 100th verses, which we have quoted so many times, it tells us that God's Word, with us at all times, meditated upon and kept, will result in us being wiser than our enemies, having more understanding than our teachers, and understanding more than the ancients. What? What? Wonderful verses. I wish they were preached more often. I wish that more, young men especially, knew those words. That if you have God's Word with you all the time, you meditate upon it, 99th verse, and then you keep it in order, you have it, you think upon it, and you do it. If you do those three things, you're going to be wiser than your enemies and understand more than your teachers and the ancients. I love to take the ancients and apply them to the so-called church fathers. The so-called church fathers couldn't figure out much of what we understand today of the Word of God. We're so thankful for that. And I hope it's because we're willing to be little babes and come before the Word of God and say, Teach me, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. I don't care what all the other fathers have said. I don't care what the magisterium of the Roman Catholic Church teaches. Show me the truth of thy word. And when you come with that attitude, he will show you. Verse 101, I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word. This shows in this verse, 101, that there's two parts to following God. One is that you stop doing what you shouldn't do. You refrain your feet. You hold your feet back from going in the way that they should not go. And that is in order to keep God's Word. Because you can't do both at the same time. The Savior would make statements like this. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So in order to serve God, we first of all have to shut down mammon. And that is the riches of unrighteousness. That is the worldly system and its lifestyles of the rich and famous. We turn away from that so that we can turn to keeping God's commandments. We turn away from ungodly television viewing and turn toward the Word of God. Right. We, turn to, we turn away from filthy, foolish talking and jesting in order to turn to giving thanks and praise with the same tongue. Verse 101, are you doing both parts of following the Lord and His Word? 102, I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. What God teaches us, we better continue in it. In Second Timothy chapter 3, the Apostle Paul, as the antidote to the perilous times of the last days, told Timothy, Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Right. Who was that? Paul was speaking of himself. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise in the salvation through faith and love which is in Christ Jesus. So, I have not departed from thy judgments. I will not change. The psalmist said, I say with him, and I hope that you're saying with him, 
I will not change. I'm not going to depart from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. When God teaches us something, we're not going to change. The way I like to say it is we're going to need a tsunami of Bible evidence before we change something that God's taught us. Because if Paul could tell Timothy, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of because you learned them from me, Paul was an inspired apostle, but when the Lord teaches us something, we want to hold it fast and be thankful for it and not depart from it. 103, how sweet are thy words unto my taste. You know, you see, you see maybe my exuberance about 1 Peter 3.21, a verse about baptism. And you see how excited I get. And I sent an email to you a few days ago in the which a young man from Singapore had written with some verses that he had discovered that involve single word argumentation by our brother Paul in the book of Hebrews and the book of Ephesians. And you may not share my excitement, but I want you to learn to share my excitement. Right. Because how sweet are thy words unto my taste! Exclamation point again. Because it is so wonderful to find those little proofs in the Word of God that God expects His Bible to be word perfect. Right. Therefore, you cannot use a paraphrase or a dynamic equivalent translation or a translation that loosely translates God's words in different ways because the internal integrity of the book is destroyed. Right. How sweet is that to you? There were things I didn't write in that email that I wanted to you. What's that worth to me? You know, what do I owe the young lad from Singapore for reminding me of things I've taught before and that I had in writing in notes that I'd forgotten in the dustbin of my own memory? What do, what do I owe him? You know, a thousand dollars a piece sounds like nothing. And you may not understand that. But for me to latch on to statements in the scriptures that are as important as Paul arguing from individual words, they're precious. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Whatever the word of God has to say, whether it's prophecy in Daniel 7 about the empires of the world and the little horn of the Roman Empire, it's sweet, it's precious. If it's the doctrine of baptism, it's sweet, it's precious. If it's the identity of the Son of God, it's sweet, it's precious. If it's child training, it's sweet, it's precious. Sweeter than honey. Look at the second exclamation point. Is the Holy Spirit wanting to communicate to you? Amen. How sweet do you find that true in the Word of God? Can you sit down with Psalm 119 and find those words sweet to your taste? Sweeter than honey to your mouth. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Ah, to love truth, you must hate lies. To love righteousness, you must hate wickedness. To love wisdom, you must hate foolishness. And through thy precepts, God teaches us understanding. And once we understand the way that things ought to be, we hate every contrary, differing opinion. It's the way it's supposed to be. God is right. And anything different is so wrong. And when you're wronging God, you're wronging the infinite creator and Lord of the universe. And we should despise anything wronging Him. Right. No matter how few there might be that hold it with us and how many oppose us in it. 
Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way, whether it be held by the rich and famous, whether it be held by the majority, whether it be held by the educated, the charismatic, the mighty, the powerful, the learned. I hate every false way. Oh, how love I thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Brethren, we have been blessed. We have been blessed to have inspired revelation from heaven, preserved in our language, identified by its fruit so that we know it's God's word, a love for it put in our hearts, men who have taught us the truth of it so that we understand it in our minds, and we have this morning to humble ourselves before it once again and to recommit ourselves. Lord, teach me thy statutes. Show me thy truth. Lead me in the way of thy commandments, and I will run therein. And to take his word, and though it might separate us from others, and though others might think us too divisive, too critical, too narrow, through his precepts we get understanding. Therefore, we hate every false way. That's where we stand, and that's where we shall stand. May God bless us to stand there. May he bless us to stand there with joy, boldness, and never to depart from his word. Because look who has taught us. He himself has taught us. Because the things I just described of inspiration, preservation, conversion, and conviction are all the work of God for you to have those things this morning. Let's use them. He's taught us. May the Lord bless the reading of his word.